Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. Have you ever struggled with confidence? Have you ever had an experience that shook your confidence? Today on the podcast, we're talking about confidence and how you can become more confident. Hey, teachers, have you struggled to balance your work life and your home life? Do you want to make a difference and still feel like you can be present and purposeful in your life outside of school? Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. This is not your typical professional development. We focus on you, not strategies to teach content. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators with the passion, knowledge, and experience to support you as you navigate the challenges of our profession. Are you ready? Let's get started. So let's set the stage for talking about confidence. Why does this even matter? Well, actually, it really matters. Having confidence helps in more ways than we ever acknowledge. When we do workshops, we hear teachers say over and over again how much they struggle with confidence. And at first, this surprised us. I mean, we know that we struggle with confidence. We know other teachers struggle with confidence. But to hear so many teachers say it time after time really shocked us and let us know that confidence is something that we need to talk about. We all want to feel confident, and there are really great reasons for having confidence. First of all, when you are confident, you make bold and creative choices. Don't we all want to make bold and creative choices and face challenges head on? We're much more likely to do that when we have confidence. We also know that when people are more confident, they're more resilient when things go wrong. And so when you have that confidence, you can be clear in your vision and you are able to hold to that plan of action. Your confidence also impacts your teaching. We know that your confidence will affect student engagement and motivation. If you're not confident in your lesson, we've all taught that lesson you're not quite sure about, it shows and your students will know it. There is research that suggests that when teachers are confident, they are more organized, ask better questions and give better feedback to students. Students also learn more when teachers are confident. There is a study that has demonstrated that when students believe that they can tackle something new and learn the concepts, they are more likely to be able to do so. And that modeling, that you can tackle them yourself, that you have confidence and kids learn from that. I often think about the first time you teach something versus the second, third, or the fourth time. We mentor new teachers as part of our business, and they don't have the confidence sometimes because they're just encountering the material, the curriculum, for the very first time. But when we talk to them after the second time they taught it or the third time they taught it, they are much more confident. And this research shows us that the students are picking 
picking up on that. I was a special education teacher. In my own personal experience as a student, I was not great at math. Math was my least strong suit by far. I made it through it in college and I did what I needed to do. But as a high school special ed teacher helping kids with math, you have to actually know math. And I had no confidence at all. Kids would come to me as a resource and they would be in the gen ed math classroom. And I would think, I barely made it through high school algebra. How am I going to help you (laughs) with high school algebra? I just had to learn it. I went home at night and I had to learn it in a way that I could teach it. And it would come together and I'd think, this is what I wasn't understanding. Here's the big picture. Every lesson I learned, my confidence grew and grew and grew to the point that I was actually excited to teach the kids math as a special ed resource teacher. I knew it and my confidence was there and it showed when I worked with the kids. I wasn't just struggling through it day after day. I was coming to it with energy and excitement. That just proves what Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Another reason to be confident is that you are a role model for students. Really good TED Talk is called How to Build Your Confidence and Spark It in Others. It's by a former third grade teacher and activist, Brittany Packnett Cunningham. She shares her insight into why confidence is important. I will link to that in the show notes. But Cunningham reminds us that teachers need to appear confident because they're modeling for students. She says, you can't be what you can't see. And we're always role model for students. Whether we're modeling love of reading or we're modeling that we can do math or we're modeling excitement over science, we're role models for our colleagues and our children as well. And lack of confidence, unfortunately, can be catching. It definitely can be catching. If you've ever been part of a group where you're trying to solve a problem and it's just not working and and no one has confidence, if the leader of the group says, you know what, you can all just step away, somebody else will do it. If one person steps away, somebody else is more likely to step away and somebody else is more likely to step away. You don't feel that confidence, so you're not as excited about doing where if the teacher or the leader of that group is building the confidence, you can do it. You met this one small step, now do the next. The whole group's confidence builds and people buy in and they're much more likely to be invested. We see that with our students. We see that with ourselves. What happens when your confidence is shaken? We've all had it happen to us, right? Every teacher has an experience. I think about a time when you thought it was going to be okay and it turned out not to be okay. I remember very distinctly a time that I had worked really hard with a particular student and I was really proud of her and she was working really well. She had a lot of special needs from some brain trauma that she had. And I remember the parents coming in for a conference and I was just so excited to share how well she was doing. And the father just started screaming at me. And this wasn't acceptable. And that wasn't acceptable. And I was so taken aback because I wasn't expecting it. And then it was like, oh, maybe I wasn't doing all the right things. Made me really upset. When our confidence is shaken, we can really lose sight of the bigger picture and all the great things we are doing well. I know that for me, I was a decent writer in high school and I wrote a paper and I won a contest which gave me scholarship money and it boosted my confidence. When I got to college, my feedback was sort of, yeah, you're an okay writer, get better. And my confidence really took a hit, but I practiced enough and I became a better writer and I thought, I'm okay. By the time I left, I was feeling good about it. And then when I went and got my master's (laughs) and my feedback, 
feedback from my professor was like, oh, yeah, your writing's okay, but you should. I mean, it was another shake to my confidence, but I got better. And then I got great remarks on my paper. So I was feeling better. And then when I got into my doctoral program, I was so nervous and my confidence really wasn't there about this program. And I turned in a paper and the professor handed it back on the first day. And there was red marks all over the first page. And the word the was circled. The, 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 the. <laughs> the feedback from the professor was, do you have a love affair with the word the? Get rid of it and then turn this paper back in and I'll look at it. Wow, was my confidence shaken. It plummeted. But I took out the word the, turned it back in and I got amazing feedback. And I'm such a better writer from that person. But I still worry about my writing. I'm taking a class right now for licensure renewal unit. And someone wrote, Holly, you're such a great writer. She had no idea what that meant to me. Confidence ebbs and flows like that. Sometimes all it can take is one difficult conversation or one negative remark. And we fall down that rabbit hole of questioning everything we know and question everything we can do. And sometimes it happens in the same day. I will give a similar example. I remember when I wrote my dissertation and I was all done and I'm a fairly confident writer. And when you do a dissertation, they give you a professional editor to look it all over before it's all published. I got it back from the editor and there was you know, the red marks all over. And at the bottom, she had put a note and said, Michelle, I need to talk to you. Will you call me? You know, I was like, oh no, like, oh, like I don't even know this person. What is she going to say? Like, you have to start all over. Talking about a confidence loss right there. When I called her though, it turned out that my feeling of confidence loss sort of was boosted because she said, Michelle, your paper is so unusual. I don't think I changed a word except for you said, I think a hundred times. She said, Michelle, you don't think. You are the author of this study. You are the one who did this research. You don't think. You know, and you need to rewrite it like you know. Oh, I think she means that this is good. It sometimes works like that. Our Confidence ebbs and flows for sure. And we can definitely lose that confidence when we're comparing ourselves to others or when others are giving us feedback, just like our students. It can happen to us anytime we're worried we don't measure up. I think we need two clarifying points. First of all, we may have just scared everyone away from writing a dissertation. It's really not that bad. We both had great experiences. I do think that sometimes when we have a lack of confidence, we have to think about really in the big picture of things, why did we let our confidence get shaken in that point? In both of our examples, we were writing it advanced levels, but still our confidence could be shaken. So let's talk about some steps that we can take to become more confident. This is a journey for us all. How do you know if you don't have confidence? And then what steps can you take to build that confidence? You might be struggling with confidence if you often feel that your best efforts, either at work or at home, aren't enough and that you are not enough. You might also be struggling with lack of confidence if you feel like you will never finish your to-do list and And at the end of the day, you just feel like you haven't done enough and you feel like a failure because you can't get it all done. You might also feel a lack of confidence if you feel like you've been not able to meet the needs of your students or your family or yourself. Or you might constantly question whether your lesson plans are good enough, whether you're a worthy enough teacher or a good enough friend or partner or parent. If you've identified yourselves in any of that list that we just gave, let's talk about some steps to become more confident. First of all, stop expecting yourself to be perfect. No one else is expecting you to be perfect either, so you shouldn't expect it of yourselves. You teach your students to have a growth mindset, and we need to have a growth mindset ourselves. Teachers are hard on themselves. It is okay for us to admit that we don't know everything. Be willing to learn from your mistakes. 
You are human. We're all human. All humans make mistakes. We often don't even think about, oh, well, that person made a mistake. I'm not upset at them at all. But when we make a mistake, we worry that everyone is upset with us. So don't expect to be perfect. You'll never be there. So you can boost your confidence by throwing that out the window. Well, you'll never be there with your whole to-do list completely done either, Paula. So you just have to accept it. Your to-do list is always growing. The minute you cross something off, you add two more things to the bottom of it. It will never be finished. I think I had the hardest time when I was a young teacher because I like to have all the things done and I like to check them off. I know I'm even sick enough to want to write something that I finished and then cross it off even after I've done it. But that desire to do everything on the list get it done, it's not going to happen. You have to learn that you have to get done what you have to get done in the moment. But the long-term list is always there and it's always growing and that's just the nature of it. And so you're not going to get it done. Another great piece of advice that we can take from the confidence research is to realize that not everybody's going to love everything that you do, right? We expect that they do, but they don't and they're not going to and that's okay. For those of us who are people pleasers, that's really difficult. We can't please people all the time. And if you do, maybe you're not setting enough boundaries for yourself if you're always making everyone around you happy. And sometimes those negative remarks or criticisms from other people aren't really about you. It might be about their own insecurity. In fact, it probably is. Maybe they're just having a bad day or they lack the understanding of a situation the way you do. So consider criticism as it comes. Take from it what you can, but you also need to be willing to let it go if it's not serving you. If that criticism isn't serving you and people don't love everything you're doing, that can go out the window too. Another good idea is to own your own unique gifts and talents. We're going to talk about that a lot on this podcast because we think that is so important. You might not be as funny as the teacher down the hall. I never was. Your bulletin boards might not be as Pinterest worthy as the ones you see online, but you have your own gifts and talents and things that others don't have. So what you really need to think about is focusing on your special thing and what you can bring to your classroom. And if you're struggling to see your own gifts, ask others. Sometimes friends or colleagues will see us in a way that we don't see ourselves. I have a really powerful activity if you really struggle with this one and you think, I don't have anything special. Um, An assignment I had to do in a coaching certification program that I was in one time was that I had to text 10 friends and ask them, what do you think are my unique gifts and talents? And that was really hard for me to do in the first place because I thought they're going to all think I'm weird. But I had to do it because it was part of this program. And so I texted 10 friends and I said, what are my unique gifts and talents? And the really weird thing was it came in in about five minutes. I had everybody's answer and I still remember where I was sitting and what I was doing. And I just sat on this little sofa in my little sunroom and I cried because you know what? I found out they saw things in me that I suspected that I had or that I could do or that I knew, but I didn't think anyone else knew. And I realized those people understood who I was and what I could do. That was so powerful. Somebody that I respect and admire recognizing something in me. Wow. If you need a confidence booster, seriously, text 10 friends and ask them, what are my gifts and talents? And see what you get because you could be blown away and sit in the chair and cry like I did. That's a perfect segue into this next suggestion. Boost your confidence by stop thinking that you are an imposter. Imposter syndrome tells us that we're not qualified or we don't know enough or we're not as good as other people. And if you listen to that, 
It's like turning out the lights on your own personal happiness and success. Remind yourself every time you start feeling like an imposter, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I'm not good enough. Think I was hired for this job. Somebody hired me because they believed in me. I'm choosing to do this work. In my heart, I know I want to make a difference. Remind yourself that you have the training and experience that's going to help you to do the job. And also, you're smart enough to figure it out if you don't know. So don't let that imposter syndrome break your confidence. Another idea is to recognize your own successes. We are really good at beating ourselves up, but we are not really good at acknowledging all of the good things that we do. Uh, According to busyteacher.org, the average teacher makes 1,500 decisions in a day. 1,500. Chances are that you made 1,500 decisions today, and chances are also very good that most of those decisions were good ones. You likely made a decision that has given you some hindsight and things that you might have changed, but don't spend all your time worrying about the few things you got wrong at the expense of acknowledging all the things that you did well. We do have confirmation bias. We talked about that in another episode that makes you focus on negative things. Switch your confirmation bias to trying to focus on positive things. And the more you see them, the more you will continue to see them. I wish we had all day to talk about building confidence because we all need that as people and as teachers. These are just a few ways to become more confident. We have more ways to become confident in a post on our blog called Build Your Teacher Confidence. And we're going to link to that in the show notes if you want to go read that for some follow-up information. And know that we're probably going to revisit this topic because we know that feeling confident can change many things in your life and now, as you know, in your students' lives for the better. Let's recap today's episode. You can take steps to become more confident. You have many qualities that make you a good teacher. Step into your own uniqueness, embrace your own teaching style, and accept that despite bad days and struggles, you have a valuable role to play in the lives of the students you teach. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to pick one of the strategies listed to build confidence and implement it today. As a reminder, here's what you can choose from from this podcast. Try stop expecting perfection or accept your incomplete to-do list. Realize not everybody's going to love everything you do or say. Own your own gifts and stop thinking you're an imposter. Recognize your successes. Those were just a few options we gave you today. Which one are you going to implement? We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So please DM us on Instagram or Facebook or email us to let us know how it worked. We'd love to know. And in closing, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would go into your podcast post and write us a review. Reviews help other teachers to find us, and it helps us to build a strong community of inspired teachers. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers. Or head to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com, for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.